Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time you are listening to this podcast. My name's Chris. I'm the host of the CCA California podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm very grateful for uh, you joining us this afternoon. Today, we've got a very special guest, one of my personal favorite people, Mr. Seth Mostero from Cope's Tackle and Rod Shop up in Bakersfield, California. Um, we'll get to Seth in a little bit, but first, guys, don't forget, visit us on our website, ccacalifornia.org. Um, once again, that's ccacalifornia.org. You can basically sign up as a member, um, do all kinds of good stuff on our website. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Also on YouTube as well, where we've uh, actually started posting the podcast episodes on. So all good stuff. But without further ado, Seth, good to see you, man. How are you? Good, good, Chris. How you doing? Not too bad, man. It's always, uh, you know, people people say a whole bunch of things about Bakersfield, but I truly come, enjoy coming up here for sure. Yeah, we love it here, man. <laughs> love it here. It's kind of a hidden gem up here. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. What uh, what have you been up to lately? What uh, what's the full scoop up in this neck of the woods? Oh, we're full speed, man. We got a gas pedal down. We're just getting ready for next year. So it's been uh, obviously 2020, 2021 was crazy with fishing and um, COVID and all the excitement there. And mm-hmm. so uh, just getting ready for 2022, hoping it's uh, you know just as crazy. So. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking before we came on here, and, you know, it's it's almost like there's really no slow time of the year, busy time of year. It's just full speed year-round. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> even uh, it's kind of thrown, you know, the weekly calendar out. So we're busy during the week now, and we used to be weekends only, you know, and we'd be slow during the week. So it's kind of a... It's kind of a whole different deal. The weekly calendar screwed up, monthly, yearly, everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And especially running copes, that's got to be uh, super busy as well. Being one of, uh, I mean, one of the best, if not the best, tackle store in Bakersfield. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. But yeah, it's it's definitely been uh, been a whirlwind, man. So it's good, all for the good, though. For sure, man. For sure. Well, let's uh, let's kind of get back into your background. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What? Uh, how'd you end up at Copes? So I was uh, born in Southern California um, in, in Los Angeles, grew up in Orange County, um, just fished all my life for as long as I can remember. Um, and, you know, with that, I ended up in all the local tackle stores down there and um, got out of high school. I ended up working at the Longfin down in Orange. Um, so obviously one of Orange County's premier tackle shops, Southern California's premier tackle shops. And uh, so anyway, that that led to... Um, I ended up in college and graduating college and ended up working for Big Rock Sports as a big distributor in the fishing tackle industry. Nice. Um, and from there ended up, uh, Copes was one of my customers when it was just getting started out and uh, ended up leaving Big Rock and getting up here in 2018 and uh, been here ever since. So nice. pretty exciting. How uh, how old is Copes tackle? Copes is uh, six years old now. Okay. So, awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty established in the community. I mean, every time I come up here, I mean, there's always... You know, everyone's got a great attitude. Everyone wants to help you out. All the guys that you've hired and all that stuff, really great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know down in Southern California, when I was growing up, obviously Copes wasn't around and um, just kind of just started hearing about it right before I came up here. And I think now it's kind of an established tackle store in, in California and it's, uh, you know, on the map. So it's a good place to be. Absolutely. Well, since we're on Copes, tell us a little bit about the store, man. I know you carry a ton of product. Um, when it comes to all your different manufacturers and all that stuff, tell us a little bit, bit about it. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we're we're kind of 50-50 in being a freshwater and saltwater store. We do 
you know, majority freshwater in the winter. Um, and, you know, rockfish season's close as being in the central, central valley right across from the central coast. Um, but come summertime, we're about 50-50, maybe even more so saltwater than freshwater, which surprises a lot of people. Um, but we, we do it all. We do everything from bluegill to marlin, set you up for anything, big bluefin, trout, bass, pretty much anything, rockfish. Um, and we, and we kind of try to get even more involved in that. We've, we've got a huge clothing room. Um, in the back of the shop, which is uh, kind of a big deal, like as, as fishing's kind of changing to a lifestyle. Everyone's wearing fishing clothing, got foul weather gear and all that good stuff. And uh, probably most exciting recently is we're adding in Hobie kayaks. We just got our first delivery yesterday. Um, so that's a whole nother, another uh, avenue for us, uh, bringing Hobie kayaks to Central Valley. There's no dealers here now, so we'll be the first ones and something we're really excited about, so. Excellent. Excellent, man. Well, so let's talk a little bit about that. So the dynamic here in Bakersfield, it's a little bit interesting where you're obviously not on a coastline, but it seems, you know, you're, you're a one-stop shop for anything, saltwater, freshwater up here in town. It's, it's interesting where, you know, to have one spot where you can go do both. And then obviously the guys that are typically shopping at your store, they're doing all kinds of stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah, we have, you know, we one morning you might have somebody come in going, you know, pan fishing, crappie fishing up at Lake Isabella. And then we got the next guys going striper fishing at the aqueduct. And we got, we get guys running down to San Diego going tuna fishing. Uh, we even get some salmon business from up north. Um, so we, we really do it all. Um, a lot of, lot of rock fishing again. That's probably the closest thing to us being about two hours away. Mm -hmm. So, but there's a lot of great local fishing and there's a lot within two hours. We're kind of two hours from everything. So awesome. But. Awesome. I've got to ask personally, do you enjoy saltwater fishing a little bit more than freshwater or vice versa? Or what's your take? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of split, man. I'm, okay. I'm up for fishing any, any, anywhere kind of for anything. Uh, I've kind of started dabbling more in the fly fishing even lately. Oh really? So, but yeah, typically 50, 50 bass and, and tuna fishing usually. Nice. Where are you typically fishing uh, up here freshwater wise? So for like largemouth spotted bass, you've got Nasimeno is pretty close. Uh, I, lo I love Lake Isabella. It's a super tough lake, but real big fish in there. Um, Pyramid, Castaics are both really close. And then we have, you know, we have bass in the Kern River, believe it or not. Can't really put a boat on it. There's a few spots you could, but real small boat. Uh, but off the bank, you know, there's smallmouth bass in the river and even largemouth down through the valley. And then the aqueduct, there's bass. So it's... I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> lot of water around people don't know about or you know it's kind of under the radar so i was gonna say you know, being in the central valley there's quite a bit of water that you guys have access to up here it's yeah interesting definitely lots of different types of water too so it's yeah cool. yeah for sure it's almost like you have a little bit of everything in the central valley up here um that's great so who you know as far as manufacturers go and tackle wise and all that stuff you pretty much carry darn near everyone right yeah, we've pretty much got it all. Anything you can find in Southern California, we've got here. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, Shimano, Daiwa, uh, Kuma, Avid, Accurate, pretty pretty much everything in the in the reels and rods. And then, um, you know, just your, all your typical tackle manufacturers. So the only, only thing that you probably won't find too much of here that you might find down in San Diego, Orange County area is some of the inshore tackle for, like, Calico Bass and that kind of stuff where we're a little light on just because our inshore up this way is more of your rockfish stuff you know we have shallow water rockfish that you don't have in southern california so that's kind of our our calico bass game up this way yeah and you know i've noticed throughout you know the years coming up here and visiting you and all that 
it, it's almost like there's not, you know, this isn't a good or bad thing, but it's like there's almost a new display or there's something new going on at the shop all the time. I mean, you just kind of said it, and we'll touch on it a little bit later, but you just started offering Hobie kayaks, which have never been in Copes before, I don't think, right? No, we've never had kayaks <laughs> at all, and, you know, Hobie's obviously the best of the best in the kayak game. So, but yeah, we try to keep our foot on the gas all the time, keep it exciting, keep it new. Um, there's just, you know, so much new every year in the fishing tackle industry, and we try to put as much as we can under, you know, our, our small roof, so... For sure. And with, you know, if, if you've never been to Copes in Bakersfield, A, it's worth a trip for sure. Um, but also, you know, to give you a sense, they've got a whole tackle room up front where they've got pretty much everything. And then they have a whole back section that's all, I mean, primarily, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's all closed too. Correct. Yeah, we have a crazy selection of clothes. Obviously, our weather's mm -hmm. a little crazier up this way than you get down in Southern California, but... I mean, our, our selection of foul weather gear I'd put up against anybody's down south and, I mean, just crazy amount of, you know, boots, clothing, uh, apparel, any kind of um, headwear, hats. I mean, we've got kind of everything. So it's pretty cool. I don't have to go shop anywhere, man. I buy all my clothes <laughs> right here at Cove, So Yeah, I think you're, you're putting a, uh, a brand-new twist on one-stop shop for sure, for sure. Um, there's also a phrase that you go by up here, for fishermen, by fishermen which is actually really interesting. And, you know, with, you know, I've met a couple guys. I mean, I've almost met all your guys that work in the shop there. And they're typically, and we've had this conversation before, where in order for them to become experts at what they do, what they're selling in your shop, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you actually send your employees to go out fish on their time off. Yeah, definitely. Um, being in Bakersfield, you know, it's not it's not super inexpensive to go out fishing. It's, it takes a two-hour trip wherever you're going, so you got to add that to your regular expenses of living right there on the water, you know, so you're going tuna fishing or something. Um, so, yeah, definitely trying to get guys out on the water and pulling on pulling on fish and experience different types of fishing is key to it. So, But our, our biggest thing is just treating the, treating the fishermen right and, and being the fishermen that we're trying to help. So... Yeah, and you know, obviously, sending your guys off to go fishing—it's it also is giving them um, inside knowledge into what you sell out here too. For sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome experience. So you know, we've talked about it before, but Bakersfield—it's kind of a unique dynamic where, um, you know, in terms of the saltwater, at least. You've got a whole bunch of freshwater lakes all around here and all that stuff, so that's that that's fine. But also when it comes to saltwater, you just said it before, it's it's a two-hour drive no matter where you want to go, whether that's Oxnard, whether that's Morro Bay. Um, San Diego's a little bit farther away, but still, you have to drive down there. Um, it seems to me where most of your customers, they're pretty much gearing up throughout the whole week and then taking off for the weekend. Would, would you say that that's correct? Definitely. Yeah, if you're going to take the two-hour drive, it's... Uh typically longer than a day trip so you're going on an overnight boat or or you know staying staying somewhere overnight so um obviously we've it's pretty warm up here in the summer we've about <laughs> 90 to 100 100 plus days over 100 degrees yeah um, so it's it's real warm in the summer and dry and so a lot of our customers you know are are you know working all week here and then they head out of town for the weekend back you know to the coast and some cooler cooler weather so for sure that's uh it's a big deal come summertime, and that's why we're a lot more saltwater based in the summer. Yeah, and it's so more, it's so much more convenient to gear up before you even make that long drive, where all you literally have to do is park the car, show up, 
and get on the boat or wherever you're going to go fishing. Absolutely. Yeah, especially in uh, today's day and age, you don't know where what store is going to have what and supply chain issues and everything. If you can get it here local in town before you leave, it's probably your best bet. So, okay, so that brings up a good point. Um, when it comes to, you know, th this isn't new in 2020 and 2021 and more so in 2022, you know, we're facing a lot of, you know, shortages, I guess, in terms of product and all that stuff. I mean, I, I just walked in here a couple hours ago and you guys, I mean, it, it's almost like there's really no shortage of anything. They've got it all almost. Yeah, we try to keep as much as possible in stock and, and you know, buy it up as soon as we find it. So we keep our inventory super high for that for that reason. Just you never know when you're going to be able to get what. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think you and I are sitting back here in the office right now. We have boxes <laughs> stacked a couple of feet over our head pretty much all around. There's not much room to move. Um, just product that's coming in the door. You know, right now it's all Hobie accessories and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we just try to keep it flowing, keep it, keep it full, and try to, you know, have everything everybody wants all the time. So. Yeah, which is, you know, obviously great. It, it's it's great business to have products, what your customers need and, and all that stuff. And we can talk a whole bunch about that. But um, the reason why we're actually up here at Coop's Tackle is because tonight, um, which obviously will be, I guess, last week for you guys listening at the release of this podcast, we're here for a lobster seminar, um, which we gave one, gosh, I want to say maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, our executive director, Wayne Cotto, he's giving a lobster seminar, which is sponsored by Promar and Ahi USA, which is great. Um, but tonight, it's going to be really, really fun, wouldn't you think? I'm super excited about it. So I'm getting all kinds of comments all the time. There's no lobster in Bakersfield, which we all know yeah. unless it's on your, uh, on your plate already. But, uh, yeah, we have quite a few customers that go hooping. Um, it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to just go buy hoop nets and go out there and do it. There's a lot of steps, too. There's a lot of rules and regulations. And uh, Wayne... Wayne gave this presentation probably right before COVID hit, I'd say, or yeah. maybe right at the start. And, uh, you know, it's super informative. It was, if, if you guys get the opportunity to jump in and watch one of them, it's, it's great. Cause I feel like I, you know, I hadn't been hooping before at the time and it, I learned a ton right, right off the bat. So, yeah. And a, and a ton of information to, to, you know, let our, our pass on to our customers who don't make it tonight. So, yeah. And it's well attended too. I mean, there's quite a bit of people who came last year. I can only imagine what the turnout is going to be tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody that's been in, you know, looking at lobster gear, wanting to start hooping, you know, I tell them, hey, give it a give it a week, give it a couple of weeks, and wait till Wayne gets up here and really let him go over every little detail. So excited about it. Yeah, and lobstering is one of those things where, you know, in my opinion, truth be told, I've actually never been hooping before. Always wanted to try it, never really gotten around to doing it. But hooping for lobster in Southern California, it seems like one of those things where. You either have to know somebody who knows what they're doing or, you, you know, it's very intimidating to go out and do it for yourself for the first time because there's so many different ways where you can either get tripped up or just screw up or, or, or break rules or whatnot. You know, having these seminars and, you know, Promar is a big, a big part of those too where, you know, they sponsor a couple of pro, uh, seminars here and there in the past for CCA, but um, really doing a good job in getting the word out. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you throw that uh, nighttime into anything, it already makes it twice as hard. So yeah, <laughs> the lobsters crawling at night, it's uh, you know, doing something in the dark is definitely tough. Yeah, yeah, good point. So you know, it's no secret, Copes has been a huge part of CCA. Um, we just opened up our Bakersfield chapter last year. Um, it's pretty amazing to be honest. I mean, we opened up that chapter in April, I believe. We had we met right back there. 
um, up at Copes, and we started our own chapter. And within, I'd say, I don't know, six months, seven months or so, um, we ended up pulling off our very first banquet. And Copes was a big part of that one too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. CCA is awesome. Obviously, fighting for our rights, advocating for the fishermen, and um, it's been huge for us. And it's good. Uh, again, we're <laughs> we're two hours from the coast, and you guys are doing it for you know the the saltwater fishermen, obviously. But there's a ton of them here, and you know their their voice matters too. So it's been great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you kind of said it there, where you know there's we talked about it last week, where um, in the Inland Empire, um, you know we have so many different anglers saltwater anglers out there where you know they're kind of in the same boat as you guys were they're still at least an hour hour and a half away from the coast but there's so many of them it's probably the same story for up here in bakersfield yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so you know for for those of you who don't know um the reason why i say copes has been a huge part um copes actually donated well sponsored the banquet last year and donated our uh, our venue for the banquet. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you know, I think for 2022, we're looking at another stellar year. Um, and you know, with we'll, you know, a lot of different events. And um, our chapter president is Billy Witted, who I know comes in here quite a bit, um, from what I hear. And uh, it's going to be a good year for sure. Yeah, can't wait. We got a lot of uh, events on the agenda, and not just CCA events, but events that CCA is attending and. Uh, membership drives and whatnot. So it's going to be uh, another busy year, man, but it should be real good. <laughs> well, speaking of events, since we brought it up, I know Copes does a ton of events throughout the year. Um, you know, it's it goes to say back in 2020, um, just to kind of give credit where, where it's due to you guys, back in 2020, we were all set up for that, uh, for that show, the Central yeah. Valley Sportsman Show um, at the Kern County Fairgrounds. And that was r- literally right as COVID was hitting. And sure enough, they ended up calling off the show. And I mean, it, you didn't even blink an eye before offering up your parking lot. All of us with boots at that show and all that stuff, you basically just said, come on over. And we <laughs> we made a weekend out of it, that's for sure. Yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> and you guys all came up and you know made the trip and brought all the stuff along with you. And all the manufacturers brought their products, you know, the customers and uh, all the Central Valley sportsmen's um, show customers, you know, wanted to see it. They didn't want to sit at home on the couch, so we brought it over here to the the parking lot and ended up stellar event. So yeah, super, and it, super cool. And I think it turned into another event last year because the show never went on too. Yeah, for sure. We did <laughs> did the same thing again. We kind of just moved the show to the parking lot just because you guys, you know, it's March. March is showtime, so everyone's ready for it and wants to see it. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna make it work whether they let us do it at the fairgrounds or not. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of the show. That show is coming back this year. It's on the books, it's scheduled. I know you're going to be there. We're going to be there. Um, our current county chapter is going to be there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that show is March 11th to the 13th. Yes, sir. March 11th through the 13th at the fairgrounds. So it's a Central Valley Sportsman's Boat and RV show. Um, it's one of our biggest events of the year between that and Fish of Palooza. Um, we have a massive booth in the fishing hall this year. There's actually going to be a, a hunting hall as well, which is pretty exciting. And there'll be uh, guns and ammo for sale, which is a pretty unique thing. Huh. So I know a lot of a lot of fishermen like their guns and their ammo. It's a big thing in Bakersfield. Um, so that'll be huge. Uh, but we bring out rods, reels, um, clothing. We'll have kayaks there this year. We'll have Hobie out there. Uh, we have a huge bass bin with seminars going on. People will be fishing in the bass bin. 
Um, just, I mean, it's it's a really good time, and it's not just for the fishermen, their families, and everything else. There's live music, drinks, all all kinds of stuff going on. So really cool. Oh yeah, I mean, it's always been a pleasure doing that show, and it used to be um, the Bakersfield Fred Hall show years ago. And um, you know, Mike Hatcher and his team, they've done a really great job at uh, at promoting that show and really growing that whole show to what it is today, which is <laughs> a really great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hatch does a great job and, and tons of volunteers involved and get all the boats and RV dealerships out there. It's a, it's a good time. So if you yeah. haven't been, definitely make the trip. It's worth it. We're only a couple hours away from most of you guys. So Absolutely, for sure. So, you know, speaking of events or doing more events, I know Copes, you know, does a ton of events throughout the year. Um, want to do the rundown on what you got going on for 2022? Yeah, so we're just uh, kind of getting our schedule together as far as exact dates, but we have, uh, you know, our, our regular schedule of events. We always do Fishapalooza in the spring. That's kind of been screwed up through the whole COVID thing with the ups and downs of that and what we're allowed to do and when. And so uh, it'll it'll return to the spring again this year. We don't have an exact okay. date nailed down yet, but that's a that's a huge one for us, um, along with the the boat and RV show. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, we. We tried something new this year where we're actually stocking our own trout in the lakes. We've had a little bit of issues getting trout here in the Central Valley in, in a few of the park lakes that used to be stocked all the time. Kind of goes in in waves. I know last year we got a ton at the park lakes, and uh, and then it seems like this year it's down in, in Orange County. is getting quite a few trout yeah. this year in L.A., and I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they figure that out or what's going on with the hatcheries or what, but this year it was a, a little light on uh, the Central Valley, so we, we went out and contacted Calaveras, and we... Um, been taking donations through the shop from customers as they're as they're ringing up and then we're matching those donations to throw a bunch of big trout um, both rainbow and lightning trout in Riverwalk Park this year so we're going to be doing that this week actually believe it or not wow um, which is a huge deal and again it just goes back to giving back to the fishermen you know for fishermen by fishermen and you know we want we want those trout there for everybody to catch and enjoy so yeah and you know they it kind of goes to show you know we, we've talked about at length about how generous our own industry, our own community, um, no matter where you are, is, is super generous. And, you know, we kind of said way back when where fishermen are really the true conservative, uh, true conservationists. And that kind of, <laughs> that's actually a perfect example where, you know, the fishermen, on top of buying all their gear and their licenses and all that stuff here in California, they're putting even even more money into stocking the lakes, which is unbelievable. Yeah, it's super cool, and we didn't think uh, we'd get the response we did. Um, we're we're obviously matching it, but we, mm -hmm. whether the people donated or not, we we're going to stock the fish at least in in you know some amount. So it was really cool that people stepped up and also you know helped to donate and make it more possible. So you know, hopefully next year we can get hoping to get some more like corporate sponsors on board from some manufacturers and stuff, and even get more stocking. So we'll so see, see where it'll go. So when it comes to stocking fish, I bet there's a lot that goes into to that whole aspect, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Finding <laughs> fish is is a huge is a huge deal. Um, obviously, we have you know state hatcheries through fishing fish and wildlife, and they come up with so many trout every year through the you know fishing license money and whatnot. Uh, but to buy them from a private hatchery is it's extremely expensive. You know they got to feed mm -hmm. them, and water obviously is something we need super bad in California more of. So yeah. It's uh, it's an expensive feat, but got her done. So super excited about it. Well, you guys did that back in last year, right? 
Oh, we stock trout uh, at the beginning of this year, I believe, for the first time. Oh, okay. So we also have, you know, some other local events. Um, obviously, the Buena Vista Trout Derby is right around Thanksgiving every year, and they stock trout in, in Buena Vista. And then uh, we have, uh, actually, next weekend at Riverwalk is the Bakersfield Firefighters Trout Derby, which oh, is really? a really cool thing. It's for the um, Firefighters Relief Foundation. It's a fundraiser. Um, so it's, it's $20 to enter, and uh, some of that goes back to prizes and whatnot. I think the lowest tag trout number, um, trout that's caught wins $1,000, which is super cool and brings a ton of people out. But the the important part is all that money is going to the you know the Relief Foundation for mm-hmm. people affected by fires here in, in Kern County. So that's super cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they were part of our banquet last year, right? I thought our, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah, absolutely. The firefighters in town here have been great. You know, they're, I mean, all law enforcement as well too but they're huge supporters of copes and they work with with us on a lot of the events a lot of them are the cca members that that help out with cca here mm-hmm. and, and a lot of them are the guys from the boat and rv show too so it's just mm-hmm. bakersfield's a, a small community so and, and it's kind of tight-knit everyone's helping each other so excellent good deal that's really good to hear man so what else is new for 2022 what else do you have going on uh, as, as far as <laughs> <laughs> there's, I know it's a there's quite question. a bit you know um we touched on quite a bit of it. We do have uh, we started a bass tournament last year, uh, okay. customer appreciation bass tournament, which was super super cool. Um, we we have our regular bass clubs in town that run tournaments, you know, once a month. Um, but we did, you know, we wanted to do something additional that was like just giving back more when they wasn't collecting any money, just as total customer appreciation deal. So we did that at Lake Nosmino last uh, May, I believe was the day. There's so many dates on the calendar, I can't remember them all <laughs> off the top of my head, but um you're starting to sound like me now <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a bass team tournament so our guys with the bass boats and stuff get out there and catch see who can catch the largest five fish bag and then we gave away i think thousand dollar gift cards daiwa and akuma and pure fishing and and quite a few companies stepped up with some really big donations for that and uh, reels and rods and hats and all kinds of cool giveaways so that's something we're planning to do again this year um Again, we're still hammering out a date and getting permits from Fish and Game to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But that, that'll that be another cool one. Um, I believe CCA, we're going to try to do a golf tournament, I think, this year is our is our chapter uh, chapter banquet, possibly. We kind of... Yeah, still, we'll see. <laughs> still on the fence about it, but... Yeah, yeah. I know, um, you know, we, we just had our first meeting, I think, last week or something like that. Um, you're too busy getting, you know, engaged and all that stuff in Hawaii, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, congratulations, by the Uh, way. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yep. I don't know if you wanted to announce that, but, uh, sorry. Um, It's it's public information, (laughs) man. It's all right. So, So, you know, Copes obviously is here in Bakersfield. Um, you know, you guys do a ton for the community and the whole community seems to be at Copes as well. You know, for us that live outside of Bakersfield, there's still different ways to get involved with Copes, right? Through, um, I think you guys sponsor a couple trips down south too. And, um, you know, we haven't even talked about your online store too. Yeah, absolutely. We started the online store last year. So, you know, anybody anywhere can can shop from us. Uh, the majority of our products, $50 or over is free shipping. So that's, nice. that's really cool. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of businesses are moving up to a higher number, but let's grow that online business. We're trying to keep it at a low amount and, you know, get that stuff out. And I know a lot of people in Los Angeles have been, been shopping with Cope, so that's cool. Nice. Uh, but, we yeah, we do tuna charters every year um, out of San Diego. We've, we don't have any on the map yet. Um, I know we do have a white sea bass charter on the Pride, which oh, nice. is uh, just 
uh, Sean, Sean Roberts down there just purchased that. He was running the Fortune there for a while, so he's one we've done charters with in the past on the Fortune. So we're moving some of that White Sea Bass stuff to the uh, to the Pride this year at a 22nd Street Landing. Should be pretty exciting. Sean's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's great. Awesome. Yeah, great we just guy. we just had him on the podcast I think two weeks ago. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good, really knowledgeable, and you know it sounds like you know he's really pumped up and fired up for this year. Yeah, being a new boat owner. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He's always uh, super energetic and wants to catch fish. So I'm yeah. super excited to get on the pride and take part in that operation. Fishy dude, too. Really fishy dude. Definitely. So, you know, we've talked about quite a bit already. But one thing that we really haven't touched on or touched a little bit but haven't gone into detail are these brand new Hobie kayaks that are right behind me. Um, you guys just recently became a, a, a dealer, you know, obviously started carrying the hobie kayaks and you, i know you guys you, you literally have guys coming over right now trying to set up the hobie kayaks because you just picked them up what yesterday yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, i was down in oceanside yesterday and picked them up looked here before 4 a.m to get down there before traffic and mm-hmm. pick them up and get them back here to bakersfield with hopes to set them up last night but i didn't uh i underestimated how many and how how big they were so there <laughs> some of these things are like the the pro angler 14s like a you know, like an aluminum boat. We yeah. try to stick eleven of those suckers in our in our uh, <laughs> store. It's it's there's not too much room left. So, uh, but yeah, it's something we're super excited about. We work with uh, Heroes on the Water, which again is another event. Um, but they take uh, wounded wounded veterans and their families um, fishing off the coast, and I, I guess it's just veterans. They don't have to mm-hmm. be wounded veterans, but they get them out on the water and let them experience fishing. It's one hundred percent free for the veterans. Um, so that's something we sponsor and uh it's all kayak fishing which Mm -hmm. is something totally different i'm i'm scared to jump in the ocean on a kayak personally (laughs) i just don't like sharks i want to be in the boat my feet out of the water yeah so uh anyway it's not something i'm planning on doing but heroes on the water does it quite a bit um out of ventura and some other spots so zach uh zach clift who's the director of the heroes on the water chapter for um the central coast actually works at the shop and so he's a huge kayak fisherman has a hobie um so he's been telling us kayaks 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 for a long time and mm-hmm. we got this opportunity to bring the hobies in um and, and you know kind of participate in that that community some more which is growing hugely um so yeah we're super excited i'm gonna learn a ton i don't know a whole <laughs> lot about kayak fishing i've done it once or twice i fished the heroes on the water bass tournament nasimino last year from a hobie and i mean it's uh it's definitely a whole whole new experience and very exciting so okay so since you brought it up well, I mean, as because I'm assuming before that you really never fished off a kayak before, you know, from a, from a beginner's perspective, how was it? Like, what was it like? Was it kind of weird at first, or did you ever get used to it, or what, what was the deal? Yeah, so growing up down in like Orange County in LA, I did do a little bit of kayak fishing as a kid, but in like you know your typical two hundred dollar paddle <laughs> kayak, and uh, right. as you're not hands free, you got to paddle in the way, so you're kind of just paddling until you get where you want to fish and then you end up drifting around and you know trying to make it work and Mm -hmm. it was a miserable experience back then um i was (laughs) i was tired and it's just it was tough um Mm -hmm. with with that paddle style board so or with the paddle style kayak so uh anyway that was kind of my experience with kayak fishing i didn't like it i was like that's terrible not a good time Uh, but then last year when i did the heroes on the water event and got in a hobie with you know the the pedal drive system and your Mm -hmm. hands free it's amazing it's like a small boat you can even stand up in them 
which is astounding. Yeah. Um, bass fishing, you know, there's rails and they've got live wells for them now and rod mm-hmm. holders and these tackle boxes with, you know, rod holders built into them. They're just, they're an amazing deal and people are throwing fish finders on them, trolling motors. It's, it's not like kayak fishing when I was a kid. So it's a whole new sport and it's affordable. You can throw it in the mm-hmm. back of the truck. You can shoot. If you have two of them in the back of your truck, you can jump in the carpool lane. You don't even have a trailer. So it's a, yeah. it's a super accessible form of fishing, really perfect for us when we're two hours from a lot of the bodies of water everyone likes to fish you know you know i was just about to say you know if you look at some of these kayaks that people have outfitted and all that with the electronics and um you know the motors and live wells and all that stuff it's actually really impressive (laughs) it really is on what what you know what people can put on these kayaks nowadays but also you know what people come up with as well Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was, uh, we got three in the store right now. There's pro angler 14s that are bigger than a lot of aluminum boats that I've, I've fished <laughs> off of. And you can stand up and do everything you can more than you can on an aluminum boat. So it's really amazing. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, just come a long way, you know, and technology is getting cheaper. The electronics are getting less expensive for the, for the technology that they have and smaller. So it's perfect for kayak fishing it really makes it, uh, makes it easy. So for sure. I've I've gotten a chance to meet Zach a couple times. He knows what he's doing for sure on the kayak. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he takes, you know, he's he's a teacher. He takes a lot of new people fishing all the time with taking those mm-hmm. veterans out and uh, you know, obviously me and me and White here another guy at the shop, he took us out for the first time and it's like you can really jump in that kayak and and get it down pretty quick and you know, safety's obviously a big thing being in a kayak versus a boat. So Zach's real good on that. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we're looking forward to a couple seminars this year from him on kayak safety and, and then hopefully more into advanced actually fishing off a kayak as the year goes on. So that's awesome. So you mentioned that you grew up in Orange County and all that stuff. When you were down there, when you grew up down there, what kind of fishing were you were you doing back then? Were you Clemente, Dana, you know? Yeah, so when I was down in Orange County, uh, I mean, the majority of it was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was bass fishing primarily, the park lakes. Um, okay. A little bit of trout and catfish fishing. And when I started out, it was anything I could. I didn't know anything, you know. I was a little kid and mm-hmm. go out there with a worm or whatever else I could find and just try to catch fish. Um, and then obviously as I got older and, and was able to, you know, drive or, or get a ride as fishing on people's boats and going out and doing some inshore stuff, uh, as well as a lot of bass fishing down at like Diamond Valley, Paris, all the San Diego lakes. Um, and then starting to work at Longfin again, still doing the majority bass fishing. Um, I went on some, some tuna trips and kind of got my feet wet and that stuff probably, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, um, and really got a lot more into that, which was funny because then I ended up moving to Bakersfield, and now I do a lot more saltwater fishing. Now that I'm <laughs> now that I'm here, when I was down there right by the coast, I didn't do too much of it. So, but I, I still bass fishing is my favorite. So you know I've got a bass boat. So, but I, I you know do four, five, six saltwater trips a year as much as I can. Go out mo- primarily tuna fishing with the mm-hmm. with the bluefin fishing we've had the last four or five years. So oh, for sure. You know, you kind of stole the question out of my mouth, but what, what's your bread and butter fishing? It seems to be bass fishing. Yeah, it's freshwater bass. So, nice. yeah, and large, large mouth primarily, but then moving, you know, a little further north, we have spotted bass and smallmouth bass, uh, you know, from Pyramid Castaic up. So that's uh, spotted bass are an absolute blast if you haven't fished for them. They're aggressive and they bite in cold water and it's just a whole different deal. Down down south when it gets cold, it just starts to get slow and largemouth gets slow and lethargic where it's like these, it seems like these spotted bass up here, that's like their time of year and t- time to shine. They just start getting aggressive and it makes 
really a year-round fishery up here mm -hmm. versus a slow season down south and then the crazy spring, summer, fall bite. So, but you yeah, know, I like I traveling too has kind of been a thing for me recently. I've done some musky fishing and some different stuff, kind of traveling around the country. So that's been really cool. So, <laughs> actually, now that you brought that one that one up, I you know we've talked on the on the phone quite a bit and all that. And it seems like it's almost like you're in a different place every time we talk. I know the last time we talked, you were in Wisconsin doing some fishing too. So you get to basically travel a little bit and then do some fishing along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I try to, anywhere we go traveling, you know, I try to make it into a fishing trip as much as possible. That's really all I want to do. I don't really want to go see the sites or anything. I want to go fishing. So my girlfriend's from Hawaii, so it makes it real easy. Her family's still there and I end up back in Hawaii fishing quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, we, we added St. Croix rods to the shop about a year and a half, two years ago now. And when we first added them in, they had a, um, you know, a West coast fishing, fishing, uh, summit back in St. in Wisconsin at the St. Croix okay. rods factory. And that, uh, you know, that drug me back there because St. Croix wants to, you know, uh, adjust and kind of come up with the West coast line. Um, they're kind of absent in a lot of our fishing out here on the west coast so they they brought us back there to kind of ask us questions and feel us out for what you know what they should should bring into their lineup to should be more adequate for the west coast so when i when i did that i uh, was looking forward to the smallmouth fishing in wisconsin kind of ignored the the musky uh mm. aspect of wisconsin it's a huge deal um and and when i get got there you know and seeing the tackle shops and kind of looking around the musky thing kind of got the musky bug so <laughs> i've been trying to catch a big musky ever since i've caught caught quite a few small ones but haven't got that big trophy one yet so that's kind of a goal on my list so i was about to ask any um not to put you on the spot but any uh pvs that you want to share or any any funny stories bass fishing at all oh uh, well i mean my <laughs> big bass is was 10 and a half pounds out of uh, isabella way back in 2013 wow um so I've, I've been trying to get a big one on uh, artificial bait i actually caught that one on a live crawdad so oh really which is i mean not illegal or anything but it's not on an artificial bait so that's kind of been a huh. goal of mine is get a, a 10 pounder on an artificial lure huh so interesting um, but other than that, I mean, I <laughs> I was trying the musky thing, went musky fishing quite a bit, and then this year mm -hmm. we went back to Kentucky for another fishing show, um, and I brought my girlfriend along. It's her first time musky fishing, and oh, the wow. guide wanted to fish uh, mud suckers, and uh, <laughs> so I mean, the mud suckers are 14 inches, are gigantic. It's probably a two pound fish. Not small. <laughs> yeah, not small at all, and it's and that's the bait. So you can imagine those musky are pretty aggressive and going after just gi gigantic meals. Um, but obviously I want to catch my big muskie on a, on a lure. So I kept fishing lure all day, caught a small muskie and you know, that, that mud sucker rod went off. My girlfriend told her, you know, that's, that's yours. So the guy set her up. She set the hook on it and ended up catching a, a giant muskie, probably 10 inches longer than any muskie I've caught. And wow. Uh, so anyway, she's, all, she's been laughing at me for the last six <laughs> months cause she's got a giant muskie and I've, all I've got is these little babies. So holding, yeah. uh, holding that one over your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. But then I tell her the live bait thing, you know, it wasn't on an artificial <laughs> lure, so it doesn't count. But <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Well, speaking of artificials, are you mainly fishing artificials now, nowadays with, you know, when it comes to saltwater, um, freshwater, are you artificial? In the freshwater, like bass fishing, pre pretty much all artificial. Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of just the way of bass fishing. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of not a lot of live bait fishing for for largemouth bass or spotted bass, even smallmouth. Um, it's just you know, with the tournaments and everything, they're all artificial. That's kind of the way yeah. everyone goes. Uh, there's there's a few people that use live bait for them, 
but and and using live bait for other things you might catch them you know as mm -hmm. bycatch but yeah i'm primarily artificial so and that's orange county in los angeles riverside county you can't use shiners so i know in san diego county you can here you can use shiners we sell a lot of mm -hmm. uh we sell a lot of live shiners which is something different than a lot of this stuff down south um but yeah i'm an artificial guy very cool and you know you just brought up you can actually get your bait here at copes too yeah, we sell live shiners. We actually just got a load this morning in um, huh. some from small, like one inch little crappie minnows, which are baby shiners, all the way up to you know your jumbo stuff. We get some the size of your hand sometimes. They're you know larger than sometimes large sardines. Kind of crazy, huh. um, and and they work great for for stripers really primarily on when they get in that big big size. Obviously, the largemouth and stuff will grab them too. But striper and the aqueduct love those jumbo shiners. So very cool. Well, as you could probably tell. You know, I used to, I used to fish freshwater crap probably maybe 20 years ago or so when I was a little kid and all that. Really haven't done too much freshwater fishing since. I've primarily been saltwater fishing. But, you know, for you coming, coming from a bass fisherman, for those of us who either, you know, did it long ago or want to get back into it or, or have never done it at all, any, any pointers or tips to, uh, to give us there? Yeah, I think on the freshwater thing, it's super easy. I mean, almost all of us have a body of freshwater around, you know, that's just real easy to access. Um, again, I grew up in Orange County fishing the park lakes. There's just so many mm -hmm. of them down there, and there's bass in pretty much every one of them. I don't know of any that don't have bass that have any other kind of fish. Um, so just get out there and, you know, throw a plastic worm, throw a Sanko, wacky rig Sanko or something, and there's, those fish can be really tough to get to bite, but they're there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's much more accessible than anything else. All you need is, you know, a rod reel and plastic worms, really. All you need to get out there and start freshwater fishing. So, mm -hmm. and same goes for the trout. You know, there's there's a lot of those lakes down there. They're stocking trout regularly, probably once a month at least, if not every couple of weeks. Um, so same deal. You can get a mini jig out or some power bait or a night crawler or something and go catch trout and catfish. So, but yeah, I feel like it's real accessible mm -hmm. and, and inexpensive too because there's no boat or anything involved. So really, you're just saying to just go out and do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and people get yeah. discouraged because it's tough. You know, there's just, we've we've got a lot of fishing in, in mm -hmm. California. I, th I think people think our, we have less fish than most places. I think we have more people than most places, and that makes the fishing yeah. tougher. But I think mm -hmm. we've got just as many fish as a lot of other places that the fishing is considered better. So, but yeah, it's just a matter of getting out there and making the effort to do it. So, yeah, and you know, with, I think we've had this conversation before in the podcast, but when it comes to f the fishing community, the industry nowadays, it's, you know, in my opinion, it's a little bit more inclusive to where, you know, you don't have, you know, those clicks of, of people that really, you know, you got to fish this way or you're just a loser or something like that, you know, and it go it kind of starts with, with your shop too, where you've got a whole bunch of employees that I've met, you know, over the past couple of years where they're pretty much like saying, Hey, you know, what can I help you with? What kind of fishing are you doing? Giving really thoughtful advice as to what, you know, you have an interest in and, and showing interest themselves. You know, I think the whole industry is more so like that nowadays than ever before. Um, especially with the increase of, um, of, I guess the popularity of fishing too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, there's just so many new fishermen and there's so many opportunities to grow our sport. And it's, you know, the more people that are doing it, the the more of a voice we have, especially out in, out in the West Coast, California and whatnot. Um, you know, it, 
not hating on everybody else for whatever <laughs> kind of fishing they're doing is definitely a, yeah. a big part of it. But I think, uh, I think the watermen kind of, uh, you Good know, live lifestyle has kind of brought a lot of that on. And I think, you know, salty crew, there's a lot of fishermen that don't, they're like all oh, salty crew. Everyone wears salty crew, not just fishermen. It's like, well, that's, that's a good thing. You know, I think a lot of kids are at school and they see a largemouth bass on their buddy's t-shirt, you know, at school, which <laughs> typically when I was a kid that, you know, down in Southern California, Los Angeles, Orange County, whatever, it would be a skateboarding logo instead of a picture of a largemouth bass or a striper or a tuna or something on their shirt. And I think, I mean, even that's exposure to fishing. So I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's really good and not hating on those people that are <laughs> that are wearing that stuff, but instead like getting them fishing. You know, it's not an old man sport anymore. It's a it's a lifestyle, and there's kids doing it. You know, instead of doing other things, they could be doing skateboarding or whatever else. That's a great point. Where you know, Salty Crew, the brand, just you know, just to pick on them for a little bit. You know, with the picture of I mean, they've got a ton of fish in their logos: Dorado, tuna, yellowtail, whatever. You know, just exposing exposing other people. Majority of those, I would say, are kids too that are you know, you know, we're fairly young. Even kids younger than us. You know, I think that's actually a really great point. Where even just a picture of a fish on a T-shirt or a hat or whatever. I know you've got plenty of salty crew, uh, salty crew merch in the in the store too. Um, you know, I think that can all help the industry for sure because it kind of gets it sparks the mind of those of those young guys those grums absolutely absolutely and i think i mean we do uh, a trout bin at a lot of our events and we do you know free it's like a free kids fishing pond we throw trout in there and let the kids come and catch their first fish mm -hmm. and uh you know i think there's tons of fish that have never seen a or sorry tons of kids that have never seen a trout in their life probably would you know a lot of them would never see a trout live maybe in the in the supermarket but never alive mm -hmm. if it weren't for those type of events I think that's, you know, huge in growing the sport is just the exposure of it and letting them see it for the first time. It's it's a big deal and it's important. So I know kind of hunting, you know, you look at the numbers and everything and they say, you know, it's it's the amount of hunters in America is like declining significantly every year. And I think, you know, we can we can do the opposite with fishing and really, you mm -hmm. know, get that exposure and grow it and get that voice. So it's it's huge in, in keeping keeping stuff open and conserved instead of closed. So Right, right. And, well, you know, we've talked at length, you know, really there's a correct way to conserve and to protect resources and, and everything like that. Um, you know, it, it's interesting where I'm not sure if you've had this experience before, too. But for me, you know, I have friends from high school, from grammar school reaching out to me now. Them knowing that, you know, I fish and that I'm in the industry and all that, they're reaching out to me now trying to get me to go with them or take them fishing nowadays where it's like i would have never expected you to go fishing which is kind of interesting yeah absolutely i was a weird kid in elementary middle school high school whatever i i didn't do anything extracurricular as far as like <laughs> sports or you know dances or anything i, I went fishing 24 7 like mm -hmm. in any free time i had and that's all i thought about while i was at school i I went to J. Sarah High School for a year down there in, in uh, oh, nice. South Orange County, and I there was uh, San Juan Creek was across the street, which you're you're not supposed to fish, but I fished it <laughs> regularly, and I had like a four piece rod in my rod locker, and as soon as you know school bell rang, man, I'd go throw my backpack in there, grab my fishing rod, and my fishing backpack out of locker, and wow, I was going fishing, so which everyone looked at me like I'm crazy for having a fishing rod in my locker, but that's all I all I cared about at the time, so you know with. Um with fishing, the nature of it, of the sport that we love so much, the word that gets brought up 
often is inclusive. Fishing is very inclusive. You could be almost anyone and still go fishing. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. Think, I mean, I think the biggest part is just getting getting kids into it. It's huge, huge. And you, there's nothing like a, a kid's face lighting up when they catch their first fish, and and more so a, like a, a dad's or parent's face when they see their kid catch their first fish. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. instances where you see these you know parents taking their kids fishing and they're not catching anything, and the and the kids are like, "This sucks." You know, this is no fun. So. <laughs> The more more people we can help, you know, actually be successful in fishing, I think it's just it's huge, huge yeah. for us. So and you know, thanks to the gear that you know, like uh, like tackle shops, like Copes that provides and all that, and you know, kudos to, to the manufacturers, they're becoming super. I mean, some brands are basically bulletproof. Most brands are bulletproof, but also, you know, the gear, the gear quality that's coming out nowadays as opposed to not even not even five years ago maybe 10 years ago it's almost like night and day in terms of the of the technology and all that and just how effective you can be and how successful you can be at fishing thanks to the gear yeah absolutely yeah the electronics (laughs) especially man it's getting pretty scary what they're throwing on (laughs) boats like track down a school of fish like nothing and so it's getting uh it's getting pretty high tech so yeah. I think what big thing we focus on too is the knowledge and the how to and like how to how to use the gear because you can go to mm-hmm. you can buy, go to Walmart and buy a thirty dollar combo and go out there and fish and not catch anything because you don't know what you're doing when you're starting out or you can come you know go, go to your local tackle store and buy it and you know let them help you rig it up and get get you set and know the rigs and and you're gonna be way more successful in the water and so yeah again getting people involved that's that's huge you know and something the big box stores and Amazon and online will never never be able to do so yeah and you know we you know at copes you guys have plenty of events throughout the year and the show and all that where you know i mean hell you don't even have to be at event you can just come on down to the store and just have a conversation with the guys that you employ and they'll basically i mean it's like an open book to where they'll tell you everything or anything about anything yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're we're busy. We try to keep a ton of staff on hand so we can walk you through. You know, mm-hmm. picking the perfect rod and reel, rigging it up, getting the right baits and everything specifically for where you're going. That's, you know, um, go to Walmart. They can point you towards the fishing section where we'll <laughs> we'll get you the right stuff for exactly what you're doing. So yeah, is there anything that Copes doesn't do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we get uh, we get asked for things multiple times a day we don't have, but I I feel like that's anywhere you go. You know, there's just so much nowadays. It's just impossible to have everything. So what we try to do as much as we can, and um, you know, if there's a if there's a want for it, we're and if you come ask us for it, and someone else asks for it, there's chances are we're gonna we're gonna have it here pretty quick. So we try to be super proactive and and again just keep our foot on the gas and you know, keep it rolling and keep it exciting. So nice, man. Well, I know we got to get you, uh, basically out of here and setting up those brand new hobbies behind me, which, uh, you know, I've got a couple hours, so I may just watch you. That's going to be interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Seth, it's great to talk to you, man. Yeah. Really, really appreciate you coming on. And, um, you know, one more time, how do we get in touch with you? How do we follow you on Facebook? How do we shop at Copes? Yeah, so um, tackleandrodshop.com is our website. So you can always jump on there and see. We have a calendar of events. All of our, you know, all of our products obviously are on there. Um, come up to Bakersfield again. Just make the trip. It's not that far. Uh, you know, you can schedule it around that LA traffic to get up here. Yeah. So I know you make the trip plenty. It's not mm-hmm. not as bad as everyone thinks. Um, and then obviously Facebook's huge for us. Um, jump on Facebook and follow us. We have a Friday fish report we post every single week. 
talks about all the local water, you know, what's what's going on, where the good fishing is. Um, and then Instagram as well. And er- everything's under Cope's Tackle. If you just type that in, you'll, it'll pop up to you. Nice. So, But, yeah, definitely uh, give us a follow on the social media and jump on the website or, or come see us in the shop. Yeah, and uh, following them on Facebook is certainly worth it because they've got a ton of great information. Seth, you just mentioned it. Just, I mean, plenty of fishing to go around, plenty of fish reports as well. It's uh, it's unbelievable what you guys do on social media. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And then you can do the old-fashioned way, too. You can call us, you know. So it's, our number is uh, 661-679-6351. And uh, give us a shout, man. And if you're headed up this way, and you know, we'll let you know where the fishing's good at or what, you know, if you're looking for live bait, that's a huge thing, everyone. Coming up from L.A., if you're going to Isabella or something, call us and check and make sure we got it in stock and see what we can do for you. So Absolutely. And like what we've said, a trip up to Cope's certainly worth the drive for sure. Seth, really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, guys, that is it for this week. Don't forget to visit our website at ccacalifornia.org. Also, follow us on Facebook at Coastal Conservation Association of California. And follow us on Instagram at CCA California as well. That's about it for this week. Seth, can't thank you enough, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.